You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the For All Nerds Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast that discusses geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, sitting in the captain's chair, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Howard University's own Halal Jordan. Cal L. Bundy, Black the King Kirby, Tan the Man Lee, Thought Pilgrim, Bid Fetch, Nemo Suave. Here in the spaceship tonight. I'm going with, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm keep running in with them to one of them six. Just random, but that random DJ scratch that's thrown in there. Oh, yeah, just had to add that in, you know, a little sound effects. That's how we do here in the spaceship tonight. And as always, I'm joined by. Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Howard University Zone, Lambo Calrissian, Beretta Scott King, Chance the Parappa, the Ting of the North, and Sean Jean Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that little DJ stretch. That's because my equipment <laughs> is hooked up right here. So, you know, when the spaceship, we do all kind of things. If you're following us on twitch.tv slash for all nerds, you would be seeing this right now. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're following and you're seeing, you're hearing as we do this, but you also see me doing DJ sets, the amazing, incredible, unbeatable, the one and only Safe Negro Pod is also available on Twitch. You know, you can also peep that on twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Yes, we officially launched the podcast. Everyone who is or has been supporting us, has been giving us great feedback on the Safe Negro podcast, which is our Lovecraft Country-focused podcast starring myself, DJ Benjamin, and the Portia Avi, or what's her name this week? It's, it's Portia yeah, <laughs> Perennially MSP. Like, I'm naming all of her usernames, but Portia P has joined the club, or what are we, the Winthrop House Yes. Um, and we are having a blast with reviewing and recapping Lovecraft Country. Um, shout outs to HBO and everyone else that has been helping us with this project as well. And and by helping us, I mean letting us see these episodes. Yes. Big deal. <laughs> but, but for real, though, thank you to everybody who's been listening and who has given us incredible feedback on all the socials. I'm really happy and we are really happy that you're listening, that you love where we're going with this. We're going to get even better with time when we get really in and deep in the weeds like we love to do. And as Ben I mean said, make sure you are subscribed. And in order to get the Safe Negro podcast, you have to be subscribed to For All Nerds. And you can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Doesn't matter which one. Just subscribe to us on all of them and you'll get the Safe Negro pod. 
As well, like we said before, if you follow us on twitch.tv slash for all nerds, you'll also be able to see our beautiful faces mm-hmm. as we do both for all nerds, safe Negro pod, my DJing, some video game playing, all kind of things over there on twitch.tv slash for all nerds. We got games coming up. It's a lot of things going on. So you should be there. You should be following us there on all these platforms. Like we always say, please leave a review, five stars or better, whatever you want to do on all these different platforms, but especially on iTunes. If you're talking about that safe Negro pod, go over there and leave a review. Let iTunes know how you feel about safe Negro pod. I just like saying the name. Me too. T-Snaps. T-Snips. T-Snips. T-Snips or T-Snaps as as we call the acronym. But But yes, please make sure that you are... Putting in reviews, we should make sure that you're telling people and that we're spreading the word because we need to get as much awareness as the show as possible. And just tell people in general that, like you always do, about four old nerds because you know we're dope and we love you. You're the dope fan fam. So let's make dopeness happen all around. Mm-hmm. And this is our second week back, and we're still mm-hmm. coming towards the end of summer and stuff. So you know, this- which is wild. We just I, we just got in this bitch. Like. Damn, I- <laughs> This, I mean, I'm actually really, you know, excited and happy overall. You know, I know this has been a rough year for a lot of people. I know we've all had some drama and some stress and all kind of things. Mm -hmm. But as much as, like, I didn't do jet squat this summer, you know, I'm not really mad about it. Like, I'm actually like, all right, well, you know, that was just how it had to be for 2020. But, you know, (laughs) I got a lot of other things cooking, so I'm not really stressing that, you know, I didn't go out anywhere at all. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, when I think about it, I actually think we all did quite a lot, even if it's not what everyone's used to. Mm-hmm. For example, for you, maybe not a lot of DJ, maybe not a lot of events, at least outside of the house. You still did a lot. And in fact, you replaced a lot of the the items that would have taken your time with new things. Like mm-hmm. you're writing even more. You're still DJing, but in different capacity now. And you, we've added another podcast. So like mm-hmm. we're still doing the same if not more work and in fact i really think it's more work and i know that this is being duplicated across everywhere with everyone else like just being home presents new challenges and 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 maybe if not new challenges it just presents maybe more unique challenges and it just goes to show you that just because quote unquote you're home doesn't mean that you're not doing and Mm. i want everyone to understand that like don't feel like, oh, because I'm here, I'm not doing anything. I know a lot of you don't. A lot of you know that you're putting in the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for those who are like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be outside doing X, Y, Z, doing this, that, and the third. Like, don't worry about it because you have to hold it down for yourself. You have to hold it down for your family. And you got to hold it down for your health, for real. So do what you can in these times. But also know that you are doing quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And then also on that note, like, don't even feel the pressure, you know, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, what have you done during the pandemic? What have you done this year in 2020? You had all this time on your hands. I lived and survived. Yes. And that alone is more important. You know, that's the most important thing, because if you live and survive, you can do something the next day. If you don't, you know, ain't no next day. So that's the first thing. And also just like, don't worry about what you've done, because I know I felt that way at the beginning of this pandemic. I was like, oh, I'm not getting enough done, even though we were doing tons of stuff. That y'all saw, there was a lot of things that I wanted to personally do that I wasn't getting done. And I was spending so much time doing these other things that I wasn't getting those things done. But then at the same time, things just came around and now those things got done and in bigger and better ways than I could have ever imagined. So it's more like just wait, you know, and just keep working, keep your head Mm -hmm. up. 
keep positive, keep thankful, keep, you know, like we always say, count your blessings Mm -hmm. and just be happy in the moment, you know, as much as possible, because you never know what's coming next. And it could be the biggest thing ever. And you never know, like we always say, how much your setbacks can lead to a come up. Oh, that's a good, good, good word. Thank you, Ben. Yep. You're welcome. And uh, speaking of setbacks leading to a come up, well, hopefully it is. This weekend will be DC Fandom. Um, is, is it really Fandom? It's Fandom. It's not Fandom, but Fandom. No, it's not. It's definitely not Fandom. It's Fandom. Yeah. You know? And for me, you know, Dome, I'm sorry, folks. I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in the hip hop generation. You know, Dome, so Dome, immature. Just, Dome just signifies something else for me. But, you know. Um, so un- there probably won't be much of that going down either because social distancing and all that. So DC Fandom is this weekend, and it's what they're calling their big event, their big virtual event that mm-hmm. they're doing in lieu of having had any cons this year. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all Reed Pop and everybody. Hold your head up over there at New York Comic Con. But since there's not any cons, DC Fandom is replacing that. And this weekend, they will... <laughs> The way you just be you emphasizing dome is just (laughs) funny to me. Fan dome. Um, the way what they will be doing this weekend is revealing a lot of things. People are hoping for a trailer from the new Zack Snyder's Justice League coming to HBO. I've seen hope of an announcement for a Superman 2 with Henry Cavill. Uh, other people are hoping for something from the Green Lantern HBO series Mm -hmm. that was announced a few years ago and nobody's heard from since. (laughs) <laughs> um, DC has had hit a rough patch in terms of their comic book publishing, you know, recently. Jesus. So I don't know. I doubt they'll address that like that at this thing. I'm sure they'll have something to say about like how they're going to move forward because Jim Lee recently came out and was like, we are still in the business of putting out comic books, which is wild that in 2020 DC had to actually make that statement. You know, like, yeah, no, nah, we're still doing yeah. comics. I mean, because it's really easy to make the inference that they, they're about to stop. So yep. less like everything else. And and also, relatedly, there was mentioned that a lot of the original shows like Harley Quinn that is on DC Universe now, it's going to be moved to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another blow to DC Universe, which oh, DC I Universe done. did not get in the want or get in the first place, I, you know, using other people's logins. Um, yep. I'm a big proponent of that. Can you tell? So, <laughs> so that's that. But yeah, DC Fandome is actually going to be <laughs> split to two events because it was supposed to be one big event, but they nice. realized that they were probably overloading people with too much information. So two two events. The first part is going to be DC Fandome Hall of Heroes. It's going to take place, as you said, this Saturday. And then the next is DC Fandome Explore the multi- Multiverse, which is set for Saturday, September 12th. Mm-hmm. And what they say is that all the panels in Fandome's Watchverse, U-verse, Insiderverse, Funverse, and DC Kids Fandome categories are going to be moved to the September date. Again, rather than have everything in August. So Wait, what? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, I thought it was like split in two as in like two days, not like... No, split into two completely... T- two days, yes, but like two weeks away from each other. What? <laughs> and I, I know the reason why, because they're trying to keep themselves in the news cycle. Yeah, for, I get it. For a it. much longer amount of time. And yes, they, they just... And what I really think it is, they probably need more time... Uh, whoever's putting together all the presentations and the panels, all that stuff, they probably actually need more time because there's quite a big chunk that they decided to take out of 
the August event and move to the September event. So it seems to me like a combination of many different things on the back end. But at the end of the day, it also serves the purpose of keeping them in the news cycle. But that ain't going to work. You know, like we saw that <laughs> at, at San Diego Comic-Con. Like they, you know, whatever happened to San Diego Comic-Con this year was inconsequential. Sad as it may seem. You know, it was just, I don't remember any big announcements being made. And if they were, people forgot about them because it's just too much other things going on right now. And unless this first fandom just pops off, it's tight on people coming back for a second. <laughs> you know? But, but, I mean, people are going to be coming back for different reasons, right? Like, the first part, like, they're going to be talking more so about the movies and stuff. Justice League, Wonder Woman 1984, the new, new footage for Suicide Squad. And then the second part is, is like, like I said, maybe more animation and kid stuff and other stuff so so they're also splitting the audiences that are going to be interested in the information they're sharing in the first place so i mean if the dome is wet the first time you got to come back for the second time just you know you got to see you know you got to find out you know it might have been an off day then i mean third time no no (laughs) so i'm glad they only split the dome into two times because you know i mean that's about it for that we are so immature on this show. I mean, what else are you going to do, folks? You know, it's 2020. <laughs> things are stressed out. You know, you got to find the humor somewhere. Um, think about stressed out. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Has n- said he has not been invited for Matrix 4. Which I thought was like, I was A confused lot. as hell. I was like, what? Um, I mean, it would then kind of make you think that, okay, maybe the, the well, not necessarily a rumor now, but mm-hmm. the idea that Michael B. Jordan is going to play like a young Morpheus. All right. But you're telling me you're going to invite everybody else, Neo Trinity, and not Morpheus? Like the Morpheus? The original? Um, but to your point, yes, Fishburne said, I am was not invited. And he said, maybe that will make me write another play. And he's looking for the blessing in that. And he wishes them well. I hope it's great. That was his, was that his high class? You know, they go low, we go high shade. <laughs> I can yeah, tell. Be I, safe. Mean, I mean, he, he he was very gracious about it and was like, he, uh, you know, he, he loves Wachowskis, blah, blah, blah. But he was just like, oh, they didn't invite him. They invite me. But he also said this, which I thought was really poignant. He said, um, at, at about Morpheus, it's probably the role that I'll be best remembered for, which is great. It's not the only thing I'll be remembered for, which is better. Mm, facts. Now you good. You good, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I go back with Lawrence to Apocalypse Now, all the way to uh, Pop on Blackish. So you know that man. You know he got too many roles for me to always remember. Furious. Come on, man. Boys in the Hood. Like this man. You know, it's a legend. Like, mm-hmm, legendary. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Lawrence. But um yeah. yeah, I I honestly I've been meaning to go watch uh, Speed Racer because whenever it comes up on Twitter, people are always like, Oh my god, Speed Racer is so underrated. So I really want to give it a chance. I tried before and I really wasn't feeling it. And I think that the first Matrix is a classic. I know that they robbed and jacked a lot of their ideas from a lot of other people. And I feel like it kind of falls apart after that. So I don't even know if I'm really that impre- you know, pressed to see a part four. Like I mean, trust me, when it drops, you know, come on now. The Wachowskis, you know, they're, they're some fucking directors. I'll give them that. So I'm going to peep it, but I'm not like, oh, you know, yay, you know. It's, it's like whatever, dude. Bring on Black Panther too. Yeah, I mean, and and I, and I meant to say potentially Yahya Abdul-Mateen II may be starring as Morpheus. 
It's also Michael B. Jordan. That's uh, everyone and their mama. You know, it's who said knows Michael B. Jordan point. may be starring, but does that mean he's Morpheus? Is the story about Morpheus? It, it's nobody knows. You know, the the only thing mm. we've heard about the story so far is that um, Ken, who said it's a great script, but of course he's trying to say that. So you know, we don't know anything yet. It, you know, either one of them could be Morpheus. It's just like the rumor now is that Yaya is actually Candyman in the new Candyman because there's a new Empire magazine that has him on the cover. Holding the hook. But I always thought he was. But a lot of people weren't sure because is what's his name? Uh, Tony Todd coming back to play him again. Is he passing the torch? Or is Yaya the hero of the story? Oh. You know what I mean? I thought like yeah. I thought like the the spirit of Candyman enters Yaya's mm. body and then yep. he becomes Candyman. That's so what go- I always thought. And again, that's this was a huge assumption on my part, but that's what yep. I thought. So he goes from hero to villain because he seems to be the protagonist, you know, at least in the trailers and stuff. So does he like, you know, turn into the Candyman? Who knows? And that's the same thing yeah. with this Matrix. Like, it could be both of them. It could be Morpheus's sons, you know, both of these dudes. Like, we have no clue could right be. now. You know, we have no idea what the story is going to be, what it's all going to be about. We'll see. But, I, you know, Black Panther too. you know, Cass Lawrence or that. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, like I said, I just, <laughs> wow. I mean, why not? <laughs> You know? Remember when everyone just kept popping up in the movie? They were like, yeah. so and so again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And all the black luminaries. Yeah. Everybody's in Black Panther. Like, we got to do this shit again for yes. Black Panther 2. <laughs> yes. I need that feeling. Cast every black yes. person in Hollywood. Yes. You know, just keep it sighted. Just, you know, Lawrence in it. You know, five minutes, two minutes, <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean? As long the as power of the Black Panther has me stripped away. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, that accent. Um, I mean, that happened. Yeah. That did happen. Yes. Uh, also, in terms of what's happening, was Hannah in? Congrats to um, uh, Angelique Roach, our very own friend of the mm-hmm. show. She announced today that Marvel Voices is expanding with Indigenous Voices Number One. If you all recall, not too long ago, and I and I cannot and I I'm again this year is just out, so bananas. I didn't even realize it was still this year. That was this th- year. That was this year, February. Wow. If you all remember, I was part of the Marvel Voices for Black History Month, where it was all centered on Black creatives who wrote a bunch of um, articles and stories and did art for a very special Marvel Voices book. If you haven't seen that, make sure you pick that up. Uh, if you see me in the streets one day, maybe in the future, I'll absolutely sign it for you because um, my name is in it. That shit is wild to me. But yeah. Um, enough personal plugging. Uh, Indigenous Voices. Never number, enough. Hey, Indigenous Voices number one is coming out. Um, and I hope I'm pronouncing the name right, but it it's celebrated writer and artist Jeffrey Vereggi, um, is leading that, and it's going to feature oh Hugo Nebula, Locus Award winning artists and writers, um, such as Rebecca Rowanhorse. Uh, Darcy Little Badger, Danny Moonstar, Stephen Graham Jones, David Cutler. Like, it's a lot of a lot of indigenous people going to be involved in this. Bang and I'm actually really excited to pick up this title and, and see it. Um, the cover looks pretty badass. And I hope that they did what they did with us where there were multiple um, alternate covers. So kudos yep. to that. Sounds good. All right. I'm actually very hyped for that. Uh, it's really... Because sadly, uh, the only indigenous comic that I know about, and I'm sure there's tons of others, and please let me know if you do know, because I don't know enough, 
is Stout, and Stout is not written by an indigenous person. And in recent years, I found out that a lot of indigenous people have a problem with it. And I used to recommend it highly, and now I don't at all anymore. So, you know, mm. there's that. But, yeah, so this is something that we need, that comics needs more of. Because, you know, there are a lot of indigenous books out there that are not being put out by the bid two or bid three. And now, like, now it's bid two again because DC is, oof, fandom. Um, <laughs> you know, hope it works out for y'all because it's tight. But, yeah, this fall, Marvel Voices number one. Coming soon. Marvel Voices number one was the project I worked on, and this yes. is in, uh, Indigenous, Indigenous Voice. Voices number one. Number one. Okay, there yes. we go. Yes. Yes, sorry. So y'all wasn't Black Voices? Hmm. <laughs> I thought, you know what? Not going to lie. Not going to hold you. I thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, so were we supposed to be Black Voices? But also, maybe they didn't want to go that route. I don't know. I hmm. really don't care. In February? They didn't want to go that route? Listen, I, I, I don't know the impetus behind it. I don't really care because at the end of the day, it was an incredible experience. I'm really happy with how everything turned out. And wow. thank you. Yeah, I didn't expect us to go corporate so soon. All right, <laughs> folks. With that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from the Paul Nerd Show. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. And we are Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hi, my name's Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Kanagawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds All The Way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asado, and when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerds Show. Thank you, as always, for everyone who's over here listening. It means the world to us, for real, for real. I know we took a little break, but we back in full effect. Like we said before, we got the Safe Negro Podcast Show popping off right now. If you're a fan of Lovecraft Country, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, you need to listen to the Safe Negro Podcast Show, which is also available on whatever platform that you're listening to this show on right here. Mm-hmm. And you can always support us at patreon.com slash for all nerds. And if you're watching on twitch.tv slash for all nerds, right behind me is some secretive stuff that you've only seen if you've seen on Patreon. If you've been on Patreon, you would have already seen some of this stuff right here, some things we're working on, some new t-shirt designs, all kind of ill stuff happening 
over here in the For All Nerds family. So make sure you're over there, patreon.com slash For All Nerds. And thank you, thank you so much to everyone who is already a member of the fan fam over there. Yes, absolutely. Really love and appreciate you. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you're going to have to explain this next bit of news to me because mm-hmm. it hurts my soul to even see this headline that this has to happen. Mm-hmm. So please let me know what is going on right here because I, I, I couldn't even be, you know, I couldn't click on it because I was just like, come on now. Like, yeah, I mean, this is really heartbreaking and very horrifying for, to, to really everyone involved and, in, and especially for me too because for those who listen to the show or longtime listeners, one of my mm-hmm. aliases is the Uhura of the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know Uhura, the character from the original series Star Trek, played by Nichelle Nichols and mm-hmm. she's one of my heroes she's she's someone that I look up to as a as an activist as a creative as a person as a black woman she she means quite a lot to me and I know she means quite a lot to other people I mean but, to this day she yeah. is on our Twitter profile like you know she is what like <laughs> the, from the inception almost like she, pretty much she's been there so uh, and and that's just a tiny piece of 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 how much she means to everyone, represents, mm-hmm. and all that. But Miss Nichols um, is appears in in very very real danger and has been in trouble. This came across our desk in between the the show that we recorded last week, and it again, as I mentioned, it's pretty horrifying. Um, so what we've learned is that Kyle Johnson, who is the son of Nichelle Nichols has filed a countersuit against a man named Gilbert Bell. Uh, The suit actually accuses Bell of elder abuse, theft, fraud, and additional charges related to Bell allegedly taking significant assets away from Nichelle, such as appearance fees, her pension, Social Security, and even her home. Wow. In Woodland Hills, California. Wow. And I was I was speechless when I saw this because, as you remember, and, and even a more recent example with Stan Lee, uh, th- in his last days, there was um, news that came out of him being uh, going through elder abuse. And, and mm-hmm. the fact that this this happens quite frequently, especially in the entertainment industry, when the, the, the you know, these elder stars get into a place where they can be taken advantage of. Um, and people insert or worm themselves right into their life, claiming to be one thing, and really they're just there to to clean them dry, or or or, or, or as they say, what uh, suck them dry. Um, again, this countersuit that that Nichelle Nichols' son Kyle Johnson has launched charges Bell with torturous, malfeasant, and callous conduct that he took advantage of a highly respected woman when she was vulnerable. Uh, and continued as Nichelle's health and circumstances declined. Um, also, in the last few years, like like maybe I would say maybe nine or eight years ago, you you would actually see Nichelle a lot at different conventions. She was even mm-hmm. at New York Comic Con a few times, and then I would say within the last five years, those slowed down significantly because her health has deteriorated. Deteriorated. Um, it's. I'm like stumbling over my words because I'm just really upset by this. Yep. It's I I just don't like the the I mean no one does, but I don't no. I cannot do the idea of elder abuse. Mm-hmm. Like that's clearly someone who's in a, an advanced stage of their life physically, mentally, and for you to knowingly take advantage is just it's evil. 
Yeah. And also I, with I, her home and everything, yeah. that's just, it's terrible because I know at one point my parents, they were having some problems and they almost lost their home. And it was like the home I grew mm. up in, you know, and we managed to get it all together where we still have that house. But, you know, it was traumatizing and we're not even, you know, near at a level of someone like Nichelle Nichols, at least financially or what I would hope she would be. Mm-hmm. But for her to lose her home at that age, that's, you know, or somebody to try and take it away from her, that's just absolutely terrible, man. Is there anything that could be done to help her out? So there is a GoFundMe that was um, launched by Marion Smothers, and, and that's uh, a friend of the family, if I'm not mistaken. Um, either a friend of the family or a member of the family. Um, but uh, we we will share the link on our socials if you all want to see. And actually, yes, just the specific um, relation is Marion Smothers is Nichelle Nichols' younger sister. Okay. And she's launched this GoFundMe on behalf of Nichelle's siblings, um, their sister, Diane Robinson, and older brother, Samuel Nichols, and pretty much on behalf of the entire family. Um, and, and again, the, the, it's, this is, it's just sad. And, and, and how dare you? Like, how do you have mm-hmm. the audacity to and and not just because she's the Nichelle Nichols, but another human being. Yeah, but that's the thing, you know. And and it's a lot of that people see elders, you know, in this culture especially, we don't have the respect, and that's such. It's so effed up because it's such an African thing to respect your elders, you know, and that's such mm. a great honor for them, and to know, you know, to always pray to your ancestors, even, and for. Us as African Americans have lost that, and that's definitely you know a result of what we've been put through in this country. But it's really sad to see because it's something even myself I had to learn. You know, I had to really learn to you know really appreciate how much it means for any elder person and all the knowledge they know and all the things that they've been through, and to do some dirt like this to them that's just ridiculous. And that, like you said, that goes without it being. Nichelle, mother effing Nichols. Like, right. Come on, fam. And and this has been going on for quite some time. And and mm. there and I know people will sit there and argue and say, well, where was the family then? Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't the family step in? What, a lot of things people don't realize is when these people take advantage, they often worm their way into these people's lives. And, yep. and in this case with Gilbert Bell, what I, based on what I'm reading, he wormed his way into her life and was able to start taking control of her business. Mm. Usually that in- includes things like getting power of attorney. Yep. Uh, and w- if that is the case of something that that has that, that person has, there's not much you can do. Um, you can do it as, as far as even if you're, if you're a family member, it doesn't matter. If someone has power of attorney over your, your parent, they pretty much have the say so over that person's life. Yes, you can sit there and fight all day in court, but it's not like you can just turn around and and change things. Like that person can steal, can take, and can do things on behalf of that person. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she encountered Gilbert Bell. She, meaning Nichelle, encountered Gilbert Bell in 2010, and following Nichelle's um, uh, hospitalization in 2013, that's when it got worse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he, and when I say like we we mentioned, I guess you mentioned the fact that there's not too much people can do once uh, another person has that much power. One of the things he did was he deeded Nichelle's personal residence into his name. Wow! And then that actually uh, triggered a petition for the conservatorship which was granted to Nichelle's son, Kyle Johnson. And that's what started the fight. So this looks like this has been an ongoing fight for many years. So the yeah. family has been doing their best to 
to to try to combat this. And so they they've launched this GoFundMe to help uh, go towards accumulated and ongoing legal fees to defend Michelle and to ensure the continued conservatorship by her son Kyle. Mm. Well, bless them, and hopefully, you know, they win out because, like we already said, that's just super trifling. So. You know, we'll yeah. definitely post the link to all this so you can find out more about it. And if you like and are able, you can contribute to her GoFundMe and help the family out. And man, Ugh. All yeah, right. it's it's not a good feeling. Uh, no, but we wanted to make sure that we share this information because I know, like, w- like between us verifying all this information, now stuff is starting to trickle out on Twitter. So we just wanted to make sure everyone had all the all the details and you go from there. Word. All right. And let's move on to some more positive, energetic, you know, one of my favorite segments. And definitely this week, everyone showed out. I asked and we were gifted, blessed even with the frequently asked questions. The guac is extra. The guac is extra where we answer any and all questions. That you asked for us to For All Nerds, you can hit us up, contact at forallnerds.com, or you can hit us on the Twitter, on the Instagrams, mm-hmm. at For All Nerds. You know, uh, like I said, patreon.com slash For All Nerds. They came through this week. You know, if you're of a certain tier, you can ask anything. And we keep saying this pretty much, we ask, you know, we answer geek questions, but anything on your mind, hit us up, contact the For All Nerds or on the socials, and we'll answer them. And what do we have up first tonight? Up first comes from Quiet Stormborn, a.k.a. Children of the Blood, Bone, Thugs, and Harmony. Okay. I like that instead of yep. Children of the Blood. Okay. Uh, I know AKA, that's, that, that's that book that I just dropped that I haven't read yet. Yep. Yes. that Yep. Well, we got uh, in our Lovecraft Country deliveries. Um, the Boom. next a.k.a. is Braith White, Men Can't Jump. I mean, I get it. I get it, but... It's like you gotta, yeah. You gotta be extra super clever when you say it. Yeah, because <laughs> I yeah. almost missed it. Like I was one syllable away from missing it. I'm not got it, but it's, and is it really brave? I, I'm. I guess it is white. Yeah, the brave white. So it has to, to be brave white. To be yeah. white man can jump. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, that's it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next one. I, I I love the I love the the the, inter, the internal struggle. Um, <laughs> you're funny, but I mean, okay. The question goes: It's fascinating to hear the difference in what's discussed on Lovecraft p- podcasts versus. Excuse me. It's let's try again. It's yeah. fascinating to hear the difference in what's discussed on Lovecraft podcasts led by white people versus black people. Mm. It's too early to tell, but I wonder if the sci-fi monsters will distract from Ruff's intention of depicting racism as the real monster that black people encounter daily. Uh, also, the Safe Negro podcast show was so enjoyable, and I learned a few things, too. First, thank you very much for the compliments. Very glad we were able to teach and provide entertainment. The edutainment is real. Um there are as, white people podcasts about Lovecraft Country? Yeah, there's there's a few actually. Wow. And I've and and funny enough, a Brazen. friend a friend posted a, a, a thread on Twitter where they talked about they they were listening to one on YouTube, and they these white folks were saying things like Atticus and the woman on the bus chose to walk into town. Whoa. 
and I guess, other. I guess, I guess Atticus's ancestors chose to come here on boats. <laughs> you know, so it's a nice trip. I mean, it, it, it was. It was other stuff that was said, but like, again, I, I I didn't listen to wow. that podcast. But yeah, that was the one that I remembered very distinctly. Wowzers, wowzers, yeah. So, um, but there were more comments like that. Ooh, uh, what? There I were. Mean, more- <laughs> I know some of them got something right. Listen, right, not all of listen, them were just were head ass. Like, I'm not gonna make assumptions on behalf of any white person. Facts. Y'all say what y'all say. Mm. Uh, you show me who you are. So, yeah. uh, like I said, yeah, the, the yes. Well, yes, Ben, to answer your question, yes. They chose few, to walk into town. <laughs> listen, there are a few Lovecraft Country uh, podcasts led by white people. And yeah, there, there's, I don't know if this is the one that's being referred to here. It could be another. But the point is, I've seen stuff already from a complete different person that's, that said something similar. That, Oof. that. Are white people, or or one, is there going to be a difference besides what has already occurred in, in episode one? But but will there be an ongoing difference between what white people see versus what black people see? Yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down. Completely. Now, will it always be racism related? Probably. Uh, but, and I say this by... Always. Not always, but I say this by the fact that racism permeates almost everything in this piece mm-hmm. of art. And I mean, whether you're talking about the book or the show. So if you miss something that's very integral, it's probably racism based. It's yeah. probably white supremacy based. And I think you've said it before, Ben, you might have even said it today, like, or maybe yesterday, but you were talking about men, but it, you were explaining how. If you've never experienced it, why would you know it when it was oh, there? Oh, it's like, um, it's something I, I actually had to say this on Facebook today to mm. somebody else. Because, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> like, what I always say it like this. It's like people always get mad at white people. Black people always get mad at white people for not... Black men, let's say, specifically, get mad at white people for not understanding racism. But it's not that white people don't understand racism. As an abstract concept, they, of course, understand it. But they don't experience it every day. It's not something that permeates, like we said before, their whole life. Every second of it, especially any second when you're outside of being around black people. But even black people, you know, we will experience our own form of problems and stuff caused by racism. Even if you're surrounded just by black people. Now, to that note... We as men have no idea. We can un- understand it as an abstract concept again, but we have no idea what it is like to under- undergo the sexism that permeates every aspect of our society. We have no idea how much we benefit from living in a patriarchal society. These are just things that don't, as much as even me, I could sit here and talk about it, but I can't experience it. You know, it's just like when I explain to people, they're like, what was prison like? I'm like, there's no way for me to un- explain mm-hmm. it to you. You know, I can explain it to you and you'll understand it in an abstract concept once again, but you will not understand what it's like for someone to take your freedom away from you. Because to me, I've never experienced anything like that until I experienced that. Yeah. And I thank you for saying that, Ben. And to towards the second part of this question. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are we even talking about the question anymore? Uh, no, we are. We are. At the end of the day, we are. Because okay. the second part of this question is about, will that approach distract from Matt Ruffs, who's the author of the Lovecraft Country book, Mm -hmm. his intention of depicting racism as the real monster that black people encounter daily. The answer is yes. Yes. (laughs) Because if if you miss 
at least from a black person perspective, very basic concepts. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who knows what the hell else is going over your head? Um, Damn, and they chose to. I, you got to show me this. This. I, I I will show you the tweet wow. and I will give you the link to the podcast if you. Well, I don't even know if you want to give them the view, but I will give I'll you. Give them a view, the, I give you the, 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 the link to the tweet so you can just read it. If you're interested, and that that thread even has more examples, and I mean, I'm gonna be doing she, some reading, yo. And she <laughs> actually, <laughs> she actually reached out to them after the fact and was like, "Yo, yeah, perhaps you should look for a consultant that's a black person." And she offered her services, and she said that they were um, appreciative and they seemed inviting to that thought. So maybe, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll help. But yeah, yeah white folks, this, this may not be your domain. Now this is not saying you can't do a, a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. It's saying that for a show that's centered about black people and black people's experience in a fictionalized, but also slightly realism version of America, you, you, you might want to ask a black person. Mm-hmm. You really you might, should. You might want to. Yeah. You might want to. And you can alternatively listen to the Safe Negro podcast show and listen to three black people talk about Lovecraft Country. Two black women and one black man. And I'm going to shut up more this week. Word Don't up. shut up more because <laughs> someone asked about, someone asked about, oh, there any female-led podcast? No, that wasn't the only one. Someone else said that oh, they'd okay. like to hear more from the women. I was like, all right, you know. I didn't Damn. know that we wasn't speaking enough, but I know that's sure. what I thought. I was like, "Shit, you we know? were we was just yapping." But okay, I know, but fine by me, you know. All right, fine by me. What's All next? Right. Thank you for that question. Yes, the next question comes from Picture Me Roland, aka T'Chaka Flock of Flame, aka T'Challa. If you hear me, always, always classics, always classics, aka Wally West Side. That was funny. I can't believe nobody's used that. That's yeah, that's pretty easy. Well, amazing. because no one says the whole thing like that, like I do. I know, did, but so. that's so good. Yeah. 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 The, the flourish really helps. Yeah. Um, glad <laughs> to hear y'all are refreshed and back at it again. After the hiatus, my question is about something that happened a few weeks ago that I want to hear y'all speak on. Let me be the first to say that a lot of the people pushing for the Snyder Cut of Justice League turned me off to it. But I heard that it features Ray Fisher in a more prominent role that pushes the story. <laughs> and I want him to get all of his shine after hearing about how Jeff Johns and Josh Whedon treated him. This brother came on the For All Nerd, Nerd Show, yes he did, and seemed like a cool dude. And I want to see him continue to get work after speaking out. Is there a way to support Ray Fisher on his hopes of getting the original Justice League out without siding with a toxic crowd who's been pushing for it for the last few years? Yeah, I think so, because I don't think all of that crowd was that toxic. You know, there were certain people and like there are in any situation, especially when you have a mob mentality like that, who were definitely pretty toxic. And I don't agree with a lot of Zack Snyder's choices uh, film-wise or political-wise or just in general how just how he moves and how he even moved to the reaction of this whole thing was kind of weird to me and kind of, you know, white man goofy bullshit. But I'm interested in seeing, you know, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And I wa- will watch it. Also, you know, I know I'm going to watch it and peep. So, yeah, I mean, peep that shit, you know. And like I said, I don't think all those people are toxic. It's just like we, uh, when we were doing Castle Black and we were reached out to be like people who were part of the, um, not very really remake Game of Thrones, but you know they wanted changes, and we were at first like, oh whatever. But then we learned they did a lot of good with it, and the Snyder Cut did the same thing. I know they raised a lot of money for charity, so 
It's whatever, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not stressing it like that. If you want to peep a film, peep the film and support Ray Fisher. Word up. Uh, and in the case of Ray Fisher, recently, like during this summer, he spoke up about a lot about his experience mm-hmm. during Justice League. Um, like back in a clip from Comic Con in 2017, he spoke generally positively about Whedon. He said he thought he was a great guy. But come to find <laughs> out, I mean, it was just a great guy and that's it. Yeah. But that's all politics because yep. Fisher tweeted. Uh, uh, maybe what like a week or so ago he tweeted I'd like to take a moment to forcefully retract every bit of that, that statement he said mm. forcefully um, and then he shared a clip of that of what he actually says he says Joss Whedon's on treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross abusive unprofessional and completely unacceptable wow unacceptable he was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns John Berg accountability over entertainment yeah, and it's been coming out a lot lately. Jeff Johns is, you know, quite strong baggish, you know, and like they say, and John Berg is, and uh, that's and that's absolutely right. and and even further, uh, Ray Fisher shares that during the L.A. reshoots of Justice League, Jeff Johns summoned him to his office to belittle and admonish him and his agents' attempt to take Ray's grievances, Ray's grievances, grievances up the proper chain of command. So. Once again, black person tries to tries to quote unquote do the right thing, do things by the book, and get admonished for it. Uh, he said also Jeff Johns made a thinly veiled threat to his career, mm. and you know I I'm concerned and curious. I mean, obviously COVID is a thing, but also concerned and curious because I want to see Ray Fisher do more. And also, I do feel like his character was quite muted, even though he was a and really he was. It was clear that. That that cyborg was supposed to be way more important or way more, mm-hmm. even more critical to the story than he was in what we saw in theaters. And I thought he was dope. Yeah, he, he, he did a he did a great job. And like, I mean, the whole f- the, the mother box, like that whole thing wouldn't go down without him. So, mm-hmm. and and after he revealed this stuff, it it was revealed further that yeah, there was actually a larger piece and larger role and a larger outcome that that cyborg's character is supposed to have and that got cut down so this as we as we've seen out in this question this squat question the snyder cut's supposed to show all of this but again you know i understand the conflict like you Mm -hmm. want to support ray but at the same time you feel like you know you'll fuck them other people so what do you do as bad i mean said i said you know if you want to support ray fisher support ray fisher just be direct in your support of him to be like yo Want to you know love Ray Fisher as cyborg mm-hmm. uh, campaign? If you want to go that far, campaign, do petitions, whatever campaign for him to get a cyborg standalone film. I don't know, like like support the person directly as much as you can if you want to support them. Yeah, word. But you know, peep the flick. Like I'm gonna peep it. You know, somebody else is logging. There you go. <laughs> I already got HBO match, man. It comes with it. You know, I'm good. You know, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yes, thank you for noting that he came on For All Nerds. He had a blast here. Mm-hmm. He told us so. And yes, he is a very cool dude down to earth. And you would you all would like him. Um, yep. The next question comes from Tuxedo Flask. Tuxedo Flask instead of Tuxedo Mash. Yes. Poison Ivy. Yep. Instead of Poison Ivy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at it. Okay. Bond. Gold Bond. What is gold bond? Do they mean like the gold bond powder? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Do you wear that when you're sweating? I didn't know that. I, I, I don't know. I don't wear 
that. So I yeah, don't know. That's, that's new on me, but all right. Okay. Uh, um, Attack on trifling. All right. <laughs> all of those were from Statica Shakur. Yeah, which is a great one. I always loved that one. But yes. uh, yeah, Irie, I mean, Poison Irie, you know, I like that. Attack I like on Poison Irie. And Attack on trifling, I like. But, I, you know, I think we've run that, you know, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> We've, we've gone down that path. Yeah. Uh, hello, all is hello. Hope all is well and welcome back. The scenario that they're giving is for whatever reason, you're a person who needs protection. Maybe you're famous in witness protection, you're paranoid or something else. You decide you might need. Okay. You decide you may need protection on a routine basis or only for special events. What non-powered character, meaning what character with, without superpowers or real life people would you put in your security team? And as a bonus, who would you add if you could have had a superpower people in your protection team? Thanks to take care. So, for example, they said their team would include Julius, who is uh, famously Beyonce's bodyguard, uh, Agent Melinda May, portrayed by uh, Ming Nan Wen, and Mikasa from Attack on Titan, as well as Xena, Warrior Princess. Mm, okay. That's that's a solid detail. Yeah, it's a solid team right there. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't having many problems right there. Well, we go on Attack on Titan. I mean, I love Mikasa. She's one of my faves, but I got to say Captain Levi because Captain mm. Levi is cold, bloody as, as fuck. Um, real people in real life or, or characters that don't have powers? Mm, yeah, characters don't have powers. I don't know what real people I could trust. Batman. Batman ain't got no powers. There you go. But that nigga crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that nigga is. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? What about now? Now you they did not specify that that person has to be with you at all times. Because yeah, I, I definitely they, don't want Batman. But, with but, but me listen, at all but times. because I was thinking Batman, I was I turned around and thought Oracle. <laughs> because if the person mm. doesn't have to be sitting with you, I would love to have someone on the tech side be yes. the man on, the, on you know the uh, what, what what is it the man in the chair the man in the, the man chair. In, yeah, the man in the chair. I would love that type of situation where I have my my tech person on the side. That's you know, I have the earpiece. Let me know, yo, this is clear, or yo, let me let me scramble this frequencies for you real quick, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. That's very nice. I like that one, Oracle. Um, I don't know. I, this is a weird one for me. I like non-powered because like you already went with Batman. You know, you you asked for the Punisher. That's a bad idea. Um, Daredevil. I mean, I guess he's kind of powered. There, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Nick Fury. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like there it go, and then he yeah, don't have I... to be. He don't have to be around. He can just show up suddenly when I'm in the donut shop. You know, when I'm at the barn, wherever. Donut shop. <laughs> because that's what he did on Iron Man too. He shows up at the donut shop. Tony's at the donut shop eating donuts, and Nick Fury walks up. Now this person, I don't know if they would count as non-powered or super-powered. Um, because I want to answer the bonus. Who would you mm-hmm. add if you had superpowers? One Punch Man. Oh, jeez. Just One Punch Man. And then See, I, I don't couldn't... know if I want that much power nets to me. I do. No, try that's not... me, bitch. Try yeah, me. Yeah, but see, but see, what if he like misses and hits you? <laughs> yeah. See wait, what wait, I mean? One Punch Man don't miss. Not when it's when it's important. He may miss, but then it's. Yeah, like he'll see? do something, but he. But let me explain. He may miss, but like as if he's like he's looking to pick up a penny, but he ends up like killing. Uh, yeah, a bad guy. It's never to, like I've never seen him hurt purposely or otherwise 
someone who wasn't supposed to be hurt. But there is tremendous amount of collateral damage whenever One yeah. Punch Man goes down. No, and yeah. you will be part of that collateral damage. That is what I'm saying. You're standing, you got to remember, you're standing next to One well, Punch I Man. I think that he would be careful. But to your point, yes, you, that, yeah. that is a lot of power. Um, All yeah, Might. it's too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking All Might from um, My Hero Academia would, would be a great one. Invisible um, Woman. Huh? Invisible Woman. See, you, you go with too much power. All Might's another one. That's a problem. <laughs> All Might's standing next to you. But I like that people who are a problem because people won't even try you. Like, people would be like, what is the... People wouldn't even fathom. They'd be like, what's the point? Yeah, they, see, just, like, they, she has OP of all protectors. Why would I even think about coming at her? I would just go for Superman then in that case. Yeah, well... Su- yeah, Superman seems to be more, in, you know, in, in, like, control of his day-to-day activities than All, all Might. All Might has very much control. Damn, all, all Might be cracked out half of his life. No, I don't know. <laughs> see, you're talking about- I'm talking about Silver Age All Might, okay? I'm not talking about the All Might now that's grabbing his chest and coughing blood. I ain't talking about that version. Struggle. The struggle yeah, I All Might. Struggle All Might. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I ain't here. I ain't, yeah. talking, I ain't talking about that. No, you're talking about good, good times All Might. Yeah, good times. <laughs> oh, man. Very cute. Uh, all right. Jeez. What's good times in the 60s? Or is it? Seventy, I think seventies, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, seventies. So, okay, not really. Yeah, see, by then, All Might was already on the decline. Black people was coming up, and All Might was going down. <laughs> oh, and you know it. You well, know it's true. You well, know first, it. That man well, is blonde haired and blue eyed. Well, congratulations to the fan fan for abusing your power because we have still have a lot of questions. Wow. The next, com- I say a lot, but it's like two. The okay. next comes from. <laughs> the next comes from Winston. They write, hey, fan fam, and welcome back. Uh, I got stupid hype last week when I was notified that there was a new episode. I'm glad you both took a well-deserved break to recharge and recenter. Thank you very much. Also, congratulations on the Safe Negro podcast releasing its premiere episode. Y'all have never steered me, steered me wrong with the recommendation, and yet I still was not ready for that fire that was Lovecraft Country. Tatiana, I think Jonathan Major's name should be whispered like Marshala. Because child, he too deserves. Woo! All right, so I would have to say Jonathan Major. Ooh, I, I'm seeing cool. a lot of hype for him lately. I see a lot of hype for Jonathan, like and jo- I, because he's wearing them tight, them, them tight whole shirts. Yeah, okay. Showing be, them tits. And I think I think that one is like you know because he's on TV. Like Yaya, I understand. You know Yaya, I don't care where you put that man. That man, you know, is a handsome man. Jonathan, I'm like, come on, man. You don't man, think? Okay, so the man's you de- don't, Wait, wait, wait. So because he, you don't think Jonathan's as handsome as Yaya, he doesn't deserve the Mahershala treatment. Mm, Mahershala is also. I thought Mahershala got the Mahershala because it's like <laughs> that man has. Well, because he's mysterious. Yeah, and, and he's also like. He's done the work. You know, he had that, bo- you know, he had them years where it was like, blah, 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 you know, where you but had to put him. the last black man in San Francisco wasn't the work? Oh, it's the fucking work. Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> but that's one joint. He got, you know, he got, he, he got to keep dropping them bank. But no, no. Don't. So you're saying you're he right. got to prove himself to be worthy of the whisper. There we go. There we okay. Go. But I mean, we don't even whisper Denzel's goddamn name. I, that's not my lane. I feel you. <laughs> this is my way. Um, whatever. Uh, something quick for the Guacus Extra. I wanted to know if 
if either of you have had played the beta for Marvel's Avengers game, and if you've played online co-op with the game, what has your experience been like? I've had some technical issues with uh, the game a few times, and I wasn't expect. I mean, that I was expecting because it's a beta, but I enjoy the gameplay, and it had me super hype for the full game. What doesn't have me hype is playing online. I recently just got a PS4. Stupid, I know, when the PS5 is about <laughs> to drop. And I've never been an online gamer. But while playing the beta both weekends, I slowly realized the game had thrown random players into my Warzone missions. Then they started cussing and shouting, and I finally shut it down when one of the guys who sounded white as fuck started dropping N-bombs. Have y'all ever experienced stuff like this while gaming online? Oh, yeah. Yes, I <laughs> literally why I actually don't game. At least if I do go online and play against people, I usually don't even turn on my mic unless I'm like playing with Ben and I haven't played with Ben in like a couple of years. And mm. that was like Overwatch. Um, but yeah, because me, it's just like the moment I start speaking, it's the N-word and then also the misogyny. So now it's misogynoir because, hey, I'm a black woman trying to trying to have fun. Can't have that. Um, oh, is that what misogynoir is? It's, it's misogynoir. Misogyny against a black. Oh, I get it. I mean, you know, I put the words together now. I get it. But wow, I did not. Okay. Um, it's the intersection thereof. Yeah. Um, nice. All uh, of us. Winston also mentions the cussing and shouting. I mean, people cussing and shouting is every day, and anyway, we be yeah. cussing and shouting here. But but yeah, that's just par for the course when it comes to online gaming. Yeah. Um, any game. Yeah. It, just really, it really is mad, except for maybe Animal Crossing. That's that's a little more. Man, I'd be so upset but if somebody even, called me that. And yo, Animal could Crossing. you imagine? You all you trying to do is just shake a tree with some, just get a peach <laughs> out the tree, and somebody call you that. Hurry up, you fucking yeah! Oh, I'd be really like, wow. Give me your Nook Mile tickets. You like, I just, <laughs> I I would I would die. <laughs> but I think it's because of how toxic online gaming t- can be. Is why, um, yeah. Nintendo has a very terrible online gaming component as far as it is concerned with like like really having the, the quote unquote normal experience you're used to. They mm-hmm. Nintendo makes it very difficult for one one just to even add friends. But yeah. the point is, uh yeah, this this is par for the course. Um and again, largely why I usually don't go online against people I don't know. Um and also I wanted to personally say I don't think it's stupid that you got a PS4 now because yeah. It's actually smart. It's actually smart from a budget perspective. It's actually still smart mm-hmm. from a gaming perspective too, because you could. It's not like you bought it and it's gonna die tomorrow. Like you brought a new system of a PS4. Like you can still play all the games that are coming that are have been out and are still coming out for it. New games are gonna continue to come out for it for at least a year or two. Like, no, not even a year, two. Maybe yep. you know they're gonna sunset it at some point, but not right away. Nah. Um, and and like. Yeah, there's going to be graphics and stuff that you might miss out on for the PS5, but it's like... Not really. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Especially if you... And also, if you haven't had a PlayStation this whole time, and now you have a PS4, you're fine. Yeah, trust me. You don't me. need to now get the $2,000 PS5. <laughs> like, yeah. like you're, you're good. Um, uh, so, yeah, we both experienced that. Um, there's more to this. And, and is anybody going to watch Avatar... Netflix's live avatar, the last and better. Oh gosh, I'm falling over my words. Is anybody going to watch Netflix's live avatar, the last airbender series now that the creators are no longer involved? I'm still trying to unsee the movie that had had me ready to claw my eyes out. Love y'all and truly thank y'all for being the shepherds of positivity and lights in this space of geek culture. Thank you, Winston. I, I really love reading messages from you. Let me just say that. Right and up. am I going to watch? The new live the last year. 
I got to wait and see what's going to end up being. I'm sad that the creators are no longer involved. And just last week, they put out a statement, basically the same same line you normally hear, creative differences, Mm -hmm. which could be very, very bad or not that bad, depending on who you talk to. But like, we, we don't know the extent of it. They did seem very charitable in their response. Like, it was no hard feelings. I, again, I don't know if that's because they were being political or it's because there really wasn't any hard feelings. But um, I, I just got to see. I want to see who they cast. The, I, I think to me, the casting will make or break it. Mm. If it ends up being like the Avatar movie, Oh, trash. fail. There's no just way. Immediate fail. No way they'll do that in this day and age. They'll get, they did drag from here to eternity. Um, I got to know something. Is the Are these the original creators of the original animated series? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that hurts. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, yeah. like you would think you would want that about, but but also I understand because that that puts that puts like solid snake alarm bells up. Like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you're telling me that the people involved in the beloved animated series are not going to even be involved in the live action? So, I would tell you how my mom watched that whole thing. Like, she's uh, you know, she was a huge Avatar the last ever. Are you fan. serious? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. years ago when it was like, you know, my nephew and nieces, they were young and they got into it and they were living at her house at the time. And I remember I came home for, you know, something and she was like, oh, I just watched this one. And I was like, what? She's like, I loved it. You know, <laughs> like, and I think she watched Core when it came out, too. That is amazing. Yeah. Like, I still have not finished it. I've, I've been watching it on Netflix now and loving it, you know, obviously. But, um, yeah, I still haven't finished that joint. Shout That's- out to... That's insane. Yeah, but yeah, yep, she loved it. I mean, it's great storytelling. You know what I mean? That's all it is. It doesn't it, matter. And yeah. I was so happy when it came back and when Netflix picked it up because I was mm-hmm. just like, that, and as you see, a whole new generation learned about it Yeah, and are asking their generational stupid questions <laughs> yep. about it. Like, no, I don't like Zutara. Stop, stop pushing Zutara. Stop shipping Zutara. It's not going to happen. Appa. <laughs> With the chopper. Appa with the chopper all day. Appa with the Appa with the chopper all but, but, day. But no shipping of Zutara, okay? That's like Zutara is Z- the Fire Lord. Zutara, Zuko, and, Z- and Katara put together. If if Zuko, you know the the, the Fire young, Lord the, dude, the, the prince. The, well, he becomes Fire Lord, but the yeah, prince. but the young young prince and, yeah. and and Shorty and Katara, the 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 girl waterbender. Yes, the girls. Wait, the what? She's a waterbender. The, 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 water... the one is the one who's protecting. Uh, what's his name? Aang. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, more, he, she's his teacher, but yes. Uh, that's disgusting. She's Aang's teacher, um, uh, but yeah, like like I I find it disgusting when you look at it from a <laughs> from a from a culturally from from in from an in story cultural and political perspective. It's nah, just like why would yeah. she do that? But that's some people who like you know Kylo Ren and what's her name together and Ray Ray and, and Ray. Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's that same type of vibe. It is actually the same vibe yeah rapey and that's why i see that's why it's so people like it because it is yeah. the same vibe yeah mm. Mm. i don't know and i didn't even <laughs> finish i mean like i'm like five or six episodes in and i'm like yeah as soon as you said that i'm like that's disgusting yeah no. well well make sure you finish it but yeah. uh, incredible yeah, series really yeah. glad people are watching it again yeah. uh and finally <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about it <laughs> all right the last question Comes from our friend Maze. Oh, What's yes. up? Well, here we go. Ben, Ben, Ben's just cracking his knuckles, getting ready to flame Maze. Oh, <laughs> what's up, Four Nurse family? How y'all doing? This is Maze, aka Doctor Sus 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's just like Dr. Sus. Like straight up for the Dr. Seuss. Uh like S U S. Like Dr. Sus. All right. I mean, yeah, well, I'm not mad at that actually. All yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad. I mean it's actually funny, but yeah. All right. Bright burner account. I hated that fucking movie, so I don't you know, Bright Burn. Yeah, you man. hated that. I just, I just—it <laughs> was such a mess. It was highly questionable. Yeah, at best. Yeah, there we go. That's that. I won't say hated, but I will say highly questionable. It was highly questionable because yeah. I didn't hate it because I, no. I thought I thought the story had legs, and then it just ran didn't. somewhere where I wasn't ready for it to run. No, it ran. It, oh, it ran, ran off the, the damn stage. It, it ran all the way there, boy. It, it just went somewhere. Um, the next yeah. one is uh, Scooby Doolittle. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, wait, nah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but then on these grunts of 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 just indignation when he hears these names and disappointment when he yeah. hears these names. Scooby Doolittle. I mean, I guess, but like, come on. I mean, yeah. that was an easy layup, though. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's too easy, and it's like, what the sense does it make? So, it's, so you don't like when Mace does ones that are too complicated, and you don't like when he does. No, plays. yeah, no. It's there's a sweet <laughs> spot, you know what I mean? And it's like, what it is? It's like my thing with him is like, okay, what happened? You know, Strooby Doolittle. So it's a dog that talks to dogs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Strooby Doo already talked to every other animal, as far as I remember. Like, I'm crying. All right. Well, I like the next two. The next one. Well, no, I like the last one. The next one wow. is because I had to read it again. How you the next flame one, that? Hold up. How you flame I that? I did shit? not flame him. You I just said it. what I like. Listen, I just say what I like and what I don't. You went all, and I'm disappointed at you because you like relax. The next one is Weird Al Green. Weird Al one. and Al Green. Yeah, what's the next one? I'll disrespect the reverend. The next one I like. Uh, yeah. Serious Black Adam. Like Serious Black. Yeah, um, I get it. Yeah. I found a Black Adam. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, man, it works. I like that, you know. you know. I, does, does that fit your criteria? I'm just saying, like, look, come on. Don't act like you're over here chuckling your ass off at these. This I, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, You're quiet Every week, I'm apologizing to Maze. Every week. And every week. Maze sends us a quack yes. question. Um, a Every, couple and, of, and Maze is over here trying to steal our IP, and I'll tell you about that later. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Let me let me say this question so we can finish guac. A couple of things. With the NBA back in full swing and the playoffs officially underway, what are y'all's stances on it? Do you think it's still a, distracting, a distraction from the important issues? Is the NBA using their platform properly? Or do you feel the media is trying to keep the spotlight quiet on all the marches and protests that are still very much happening today? Also, quick shout out to Nia DaCosta for landing the Captain Marvel 2 job. Yes, that was actually very big news. Thank you for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nia DaCosta, who's also uh, uh, helming Candyman. Yep. Oh, and I peeped her movie. Um Little Woods. It's actually mm. on Hulu, I think, right now. And y'all should peep it. I peeped her because I wanted to see where Nia was coming from before I saw Candyman. Uh, it has um, how Valkyrie. Uh, how's her name blanking on me right now? Uh, Tessa Thompson? Yes, Tessa Thompson stars in it, along with this white woman who I don't really know, but she was really good. It's a 
real little movie. I mean, I don't want to call it little because it's Little Woods, but it's about Tessa Thompson and she is a pill dealer in a town somewhere near Detroit. You know, it takes place in like middle America like that. And it's a good little movie. And I see where, you know, how she got the build up. But what really makes me so hype about it is like Nia is getting that lane that only white men usually get. You know, she's getting a lane where she made this nice, really good character drama, independent film, mm-hmm. and then boom, Candyman, you know, big budget. And then boom, Captain Marvel 2, bitch. <laughs> like, you know, let's not fuck around. Like, cause that's I love, normally, love to see it. I love to see it because that's normally the white man route. That's exactly how they do it. The dude who did uh, Jurassic World did this small little independent movie that was real cute. I saw it. It was cute. I liked it. But then suddenly he's getting Jurassic World. You know, that's wild, you know, but I mean, Jurassic World made hella money, too. So, you know, worked out for them. It, you know who also got got a shot like that? Who? Benioff and Weiss. You know what they did? What did they do before Game of Thrones? Wink. Uh, mm. All right. Yeah. What's this question anyway? Uh, so basically, <laughs> do you think the media is trying to keep the spotlight quiet on all the marches and protests that are uh, very, so much happening today? I, You know what? In a way, maybe because it's not glamorous and the it thing because there I've seen every single day almost I see people saying yo I didn't know that there were protests happening for mm-hmm. 82 days in St. Louis yep. yo I didn't know there's protests happening for 80 something days in Washington Portland, Portland. I, like I, I get it and I see it and also everyone has to be very mindful that when you're on platforms like Twitter that's a very small percentage of the population mm-hmm. um, but it's also indicative that if this supposedly highly connected uh, group of people didn't even know something was going on, then what does that mean for the rest of the country? So in a way, you can blame the media because they they choose what they're going to mm-hmm. air. And I don't watch the news. So I yeah. don't personally know what they are or are not showing. I know what I know based off of what I seek out online and the and the 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 trending topics that appear in Twitter and the things that again I personally dig into a lot of information in general. Mm-hmm. So um in a you, I understand wanting to blame the media because that's that's the person who holds the mic in a sense. I also feel like people should also seek out information. Yes. Like if it's just too quiet on the home front, especially in America, mm-hmm. there's no way, like especially in the pandemic, there's no way that if you're not hearing it, you think everything's everything's lit right now. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> it, it, it's it, like it's there's something not quite right. If you're in the middle of this type of experience and you're not hearing about anything to the contrary going on in this pandemic in this economy in this day and age in this country in front of my salad in front of my salad like no there's no way so i i also think the impetus is also on people to seek out information but then of course you know you run into things like fake news and all this other stuff but the point is i think it's important to also be active um is the nba using their platform properly i actually think the nba's nba is one of the only sports organizations who are actually using it in a um and and to to varying degrees that are using their platform in a responsible and respectful way um in the way and i i know i i don't want to take agency out of anybody but in the way that they are letting quote unquote Mm -hmm. their players speak their minds with the way that they dress with the the things that they say during their interviews, um, just like a couple a day or so ago, uh, depending on when you hear this, you know how all the different NBA players are wearing the Breonna Taylor um, m- fake MAGA hats. Um, I actually am very 
over the whole fake MAGA hat. That shit trend. was whack, B. I'm really, I really don't like that because yeah. the, the fact that if I can just mistake it for, like, I know the whole point is to grab the eye, but I personally just don't like it. It don't yeah. really sit right with me. But the point is, the, the whole point was to, to, to still continue to shed attention on Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, the mummification of Breonna Taylor is still off-putting to me. Yeah. Um, I also am for continuing to give her as much um, spotlight as possible so we can get her some justice, rest in power. Yeah. And that's um, one of those yeah. things, um, like, when you, like we were talking about before when we talked about the Black Lives Lit versus Black Lives Matter. The memification is something that I could do without as well, personally. But I also understand that that's just the way of this generation and even the younger generation of the way of them keeping things in circulation is through the memification of things. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's just how you have to accept that is the way it's moving. Right. I, I don't feel it. If I get shot by the police, I don't want to be made into a meme or any of that. But at the same time, you know, whatever keeps my name out there or Breonna Taylor's name out there in this case with all these victims' names out there, I'm for it, you know. And no, I actually want to shout out to WNBA who are beasting at, you know, keeping the names of victims and the matters and the issues that we're fighting for out there. But just like you said, man, you have to really go outside of like the Twitters, et cetera, if you want some news. Because I knew about all the things and... I watch the NBA too, but I'm not paying looking to them for this information. And the media, even if the NBA wasn't on, is not going to sit there and tell you that Portland has been doing the riots. Unless you're mm-hmm. watching certain news shows. Don't get it twisted either. If you watch CNN and all these people enough, you know, like, if you watch it 24 hours in a day, you're going to see this stuff. Because they got to fill their hours with something too, you know. Mm-hmm. They talk about all this stuff every day as well. It's not like they just... Or, you know, it's just not on the nightly news right now because it doesn't affect, you know, it's it's like you said, it's not sexy right now. Yeah. You know, it's going on for 80 something days. Like, that's not sexy. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what's scary is that it's it's as, as the meme now, it's saying it's normalized. Yeah. Like it's normalized to protest. And I just want everyone to recognize that that's not normal for your citizenship, your citizenship, your society to be on protest for damn near 100 days. Well, I wouldn't say that it's not normal, but it's needed. It's not normal in the sense that your yeah. society shouldn't be like that in the first place. That's what. Yeah, my there point we go, is. and that's why. That's we my need point. It. Yeah, yeah, no. That's yes, it should be happening, but my point is, if you lived in a society that was just and for the people, that may not occur. At least not for this long. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. And 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 just just this lastly, um, my stance on the NBA being back in full screen, good for y'all. Whatever. I don't really watch basketball like that. Um, I'm happy for those who do. Um, I, I'm just personally happy that the NBA did it in the in the scientific and as you quote unquote mm-hmm. right way that they did yep. with the bubble and all that other stuff. So um, I think they went about it as as smartly as possible, and I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. No issues there for me. Dame Lillard was dancing on my Lakers after he hit a shot, dog. <laughs> it was so disrespectful. Now, I do I do watch like the highlights and stuff, or I watch. Um, the thing, the content that like Taylor Rooks puts out, yeah. uh, you know, look at stuff on Bleach Report, stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. I'm not mad. Uh, that is the end of the guac for this week. This is very long guac, but we appreciate it. Um, we did tell y'all to lightly abuse that feature. So good job. Mm-hmm. If you have a guac question, uh, be about geek and pop culture or about just life in general, about the NBA, the WNBA, whatever you want, hit us up. Contact at 4 If you want a little bit more privacy or if you have a longer question. 
In addition, you can always hit us up on the socials when we do our guac post at For All Nerds. And as always, if you are on a special tier on our For All Nerds Patreon, you get a guaranteed guac question and you really could hit us up anytime. Just send us a message, patreon.com slash For All Nerds. All right. And before we get out of here tonight, I'm not sure if we talked about this last week or not, but they're doing the Bel Air drama now, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air from mm-hmm. that YouTube video that we we definitely talked about the YouTube video a few years back. And now it's been optioned for an actual series. Yeah. And I know it feels like it was that long, but the, but the video was posted March 2019. Goddamn. Yo. Yeah, it was it was right there. Like it, it was just right there. I thought there. that shit was like three years ago. Right. It feels like that. No, right there. So Morgan Cooper <laughs> wow. is the, the name of the person who 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 created that that trailer. And basically it was a dramatized version of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. It was really fire. And yeah. I thought it was a creative taking a creative spin on it. Well, it got the attention of Will Smith. And now it's actually becoming a thing. So the drama series is being shopped to different streamers. And it's going to be a co-production between Will Smith's Westbrook Studios and Universal TV. Um, right now, they say it, it may potentially stream on Peacock, which is like NBC streaming thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix, HBO Max, and others are, are, are the streamers who are potential bidders for this series. Um, so they said the original series producers, um, Will Smith, Quincy Jones, oh, okay, uh, Benny Medina, as well as creators Andy and Susan Barowitz are all set to return as executive producers. Oh, I mean, that just means they're going to get it. It just means they're going to pay. And one of the <laughs> I mean, it just... They're going to get a but, check. But it also means they have a vested interest in it, like, going yes. well, so... Yeah, definitely They're going to make sure they put in the money that they need to put in. Yeah. Um, every time I see Quincy Jones' name, I think of Boondocks. Don't look at Quincy Jones. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I love that episode. Don't look at Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones can't save you. Fan Pros, hey, hey.